0: You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. bikes advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
1: Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome. Oh. That's how it goes. Okay. Hello and welcome to the 144th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: Well, uh, Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston. You
0: guys, you guys. I saw road racing on the internet this weekend.
1: Yeah, me too. It's, it's I, here. I saw a bunch of gifts. Road season is here.
0: We can't deny it anymore. It's here, and it's goddamn glorious, isn't it?
1: It was really good. Both Some days. would say it's glorious. It was, um, it was fun to recap the two races, Umloop and KBK Kern Brussels Kern, with the um, uh, on the Twitter fear. I would I w- Twitter I was actually out riding um bikes this week mm, uh weird. in the morning, and so I didn't get to see the races live like you guys, but. I will say that the uh, the racing did look exciting, and my biggest takeaway is that Peter Sagan is the man. He he's at next level. He he's at he's at the level now that I'm afraid that there is a a big downfall right around the corner.
2: Oh no! Don't say that. He's too glorious and wonderful like it, like, in so many they, ways. I don't want it to ha- anything bad to happen to him.
1: <laughs> I don't want anything bad to happen to him. But like, there's just Things are just riding so high right now, oh. and so good. The after oh. race Where interviews we were fantastic. Like, yeah. okay, let's start with Umloop. Yeah, let's okay. go through Umloop. Spencer. Yeah, let's go through that. Give us a little bit just of the, right the kind of the yeah. Just get down to the the, the brass tacks.
0: Okay, Umloop. It's a uh, um uh it's a bike race. It happens every year around this time. There's some cobbles <laughs> in it. A lot of guys are cold. A lot of leg warmers. A lot of knee warmers. A lot of controversy around knee warmers leg warmers bare legs like who's in it to win it Mm. i don't know what more do you need to know about this it's it's really just a parade Uh, for like 200k where you get eight guys off the front of all the small teams and then they get caught with about 40k to go generally and that's pretty much what happened this year uh we got sagin Sep van mark and uh greg van avermont separating themselves but, you uh, know, okay. it was
2: interesting this year because we had that big crash.
0: Yeah, with 60K a monster to go, crash. Yep.
2: Which took out a ton of guys, basically took out Lotto and Quick Step. Yeah, Boonen, Boonen. Boonen was okay.
0: down. Kristoff was down. Yeah, Boone it was down, a mess. All those
2: dudes. A bunch of guys basically didn't get a chance to to play when, when the race really started. But you still ended up with a quality move. Yeah, and that, um,
0: that crash was right at the front of the, uh, it of was, the field. It
2: field. Well, almost right at the front though. If you listen to Seth Van Marks' interview, he's like, "Uh, oh, nah, didn't bother me cuz I was in the top <laughs> 10 where I nice. should have been nice. and he made it right through, right?" But, well, you uh... see
0: the uh the overhead video of it. You see Sagan like cycle cross through the ditch and like ride around a bunch of dudes laying on the ground and just keeps going like <sighs> no big deal. That's why he's so next level. I <laughs> <laughs> He's like zen. Like he's just like whatever's happening, That's he's a... just like Flowing, like, water around it, and it's just, like... I imagine that he just trims bonsai trees and stuff, like, in his spare time. Doesn't actually train. You know what I mean? Like, wax on, wax off, and then... But nobody knows why he's so good.
1: There's so much to get there, but let's just... Give us the breakdown of the final podium. Was there anything exciting in the final 10K of the actual racing? No, I know you don't, they, can listen they, to real cycling podcasts. Yeah, but. no,
0: everybody can go somewhere else to read the race recaps, really. I, yeah. They worked together pretty well. I was actually surprised. I was waiting for uh, for Sep to make a move around 10K, and then I was like, oh, he must be going to go around 5K, and then it just didn't happen. And they ended yeah. up taking it to a sprint, and, um, you know, GVA, uh, I you know, could have gone any which way, I guess, in that sprint. But uh, GVA or Sagan were gonna take it, and uh, it ended up being GVA on top.
2: No, it's and it's then Sagan second. Sagan second. Set Sep- Fenmark. Yeah. So what's well, the funny interview? You were surprised, yeah, because the, the interview was surprised at the end was amazing.
0: <laughs> Can you guys the, do, uh, do me a favor and just talk one at a time? That would be great.
1: No, can't because the interview at the end was fantastic mm-hmm. where they interview Sagan and they just it's like a thousand dumb questions that they ask him and then one of them are was you took the turn really wide and Sagan was in his zen state of just yeah so it's the first race of the year like they were really trying to get a soundbite out of him to be really disappointed in what happened and he was just like whatever like time yeah. to move on like I'll race tomorrow today was a good training day
0: yeah it was funny because usually Sporza is a little more, I don't know, not politically correct, but you know what I mean? Like, kind of softballs. And uh, and this one was like, a, is this the spot you, you've screwed it up, huh? And Sagan's like, no, I didn't really screw it up. I just didn't win, whatever. Well,
2: you kind of have to with Sagan because he, he doesn't respond to the vague general cycling questions. If you ask how the legs are, he just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, good. Yeah. Well, and we'll he, doesn't first, he doesn't elaborate. He doesn't. He doesn't go on and on and on. I mean, if I Spores already had gotten the great soundbite from Seth Van Mark, who said "fuck" twice in his English interview, that Sagan had fucked his sprint, which was amazing to see. Uh, like, wow! The, I didn't know Seth was... could have it, that much emotion.
1: I I had a little bit of difficulty watching that um, Peter Sagan interview. I mean, it was it was entertaining, but part of me I'm just like whoa, man, like, because then the interviewer asks, like, well, but you're not feeling well. Like, totally giving him the out. And then he's like, but what, just because I was on the toilet doesn't mean I wasn't feeling well? Like, kind of thing? And you're just like, whoa, man, like, where'd this come from? Uh, And it's this next... it
0: was a little TMI for me uh, from Sagan, but then also, yeah, just kind of a weird, like, oh, I better give this guy an out. And then Sagan was like, no, I'm not taking it. I just didn't win. Like, whatever.
2: That's awesome.
0: It's pretty, it's, it's, you know, he's a great, he's a world champion, you know? He
1: is, but that's why I'm starting to get a little nervous that like, there's some things are just too, uh, no, things are just too good to be true.
0: I'll tell you what I'm nervous about. I'm nervous that he's going to like leave cycling to like start his own religion and they're going to make statues (laughs) of him that people will find a thousand years from now, like buried in the desert. And they'll be like, who is this? Who is this (laughs) God among men? Yeah. I
1: don't remember his hair getting anywhere close to that long. Like, he must be on some straight-up um Like, he must be getting that out of the uh, the Katusha truck, mm-hmm. because that thing is, seems to... That mane seems to have grown considerably in the last, like, th- three weeks.
0: Yeah. It's
2: getting long. Do you guys think um Sepp Van Mark will ever not attack Sagan again? After Sagan asked him live on the air how come he didn't attack <sighs> I made I like asked
0: cool. my live feed that same question for the last 10k because I it di- like I just described the race. It didn't make any sense. Like he he was the guy who had to attack. Like and it, it, clearly everybody else knew it. You know.
2: But does this mean that Sep is just too nice? Because it felt like Sagan was basically telling Sepp and Mark, "You're too nice." Like. When he asks, and Sep says, "We said we'd ride for the sprint," and Sagan's like, "Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, but both I'm me and Greg sorry. know that you can't win in the sprint. So, like, you say that, but then you attack us. Yeah. Like, we know you're gonna." that's that my... sounds
1: familiar. It sounds like you and I have lived through this before, little guy.
2: But it just <laughs> it just felt like Sagan was like, "Come on, Sep, I'm pulling yeah. for you, yeah. man. Yeah. You could have you could have taken it to me. Yeah, at least give me a like, make it hard on me." Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and I guess, like, Sagan's favorite thing to complain about is that nobody will work with him. And so and it's kind of funny that when everybody works with him, he's like, dude, what were you doing?
2: <laughs> well, they worked with him eventually, but, I mean, uh, that the first, like, 20K of that move, yeah. and there was more dudes in that move before Sagan really broke it up and all, but, like, yeah. nobody was working with Sagan. No. Um, did you guys see the point where Sagan seemed to ride off onto the grass Mm-hmm. on a cobbled section, sort of like maybe he had something on his tires and he was just like, whatever, or he's just messing around. Maybe he wanted to make it interesting. He like rode into the grass. He let a huge gap open to the group. And you're like, oh, man, what is he, how is he going to get back? There's like some power in that group. And then he just sort of casually rode across yep. like a 10-second gap.
0: Yep, I did see that. We actually God. put a little uh, clip of that on the uh, Twitter feed during the race. But nuts. I-, I feel like... Uh, That's maybe some of the new Zen-like tricks up Sagan's sleeve is, you know, he sits at the front and guys won't come around and they don't pull through. So he's like, okay, you're going to follow me around, you know, when I dive, you know, off the front to the left side to get you guys to pull through, make it obvious, the obvious swing off the front. And they all follow him. He's like, okay, I'm going to swing all the way off into the grass and see if you guys follow me here. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you can fall down. That's fine. But I'm gonna yeah. get to the back one way or the
2: other. Well, there was there was a point at another time where one of the climbs where Greg had attacked, and it was like Greg Sepp was following Sagan was a little back, and then like was it Mike Teeson or one of the Lotto dudes was in the group? Yeah, for yeah. for a little bit, and Sagan Sagan like bunny hops something on the gutter like effortlessly, and then two three seconds later, you see Teeson like swerve off the road into a rut like lose so much time and like so much effort to get around that same thing that when they showed the clip again it was Sagan just sort of was like oh oops bunny hop no big deal.
0: Yeah.
2: And you're like that's that's the difference man that other Mike Thiessen or whatever his name is is not a
1: bad rider. Yeah. He's a strong guy but So we've got um the Yes. Something that that I think needs to be pointed out is that there was the women's version of Umloop that we didn't get to watch what? at all. Like Yeah. And that seems to have actually gone off pretty uh well without a hitch with Lucinda Brand um taking the victory for Team Sunweb. Yep. And Ooh. uh so she was, and then American... she, was my,
0: she was my dark horse uh pick for Crossworlds and it seems like I she know. came good a couple weeks later.
1: And then uh <laughs> Megan Garnier of the US, twenty first place, kinda rolling in with the pack, but did want to point that out. So, Umloop overall, I mean, the, the weekend's good. Road racing is here. Um, Spencer, you actually, Oscar Gatto was the highest place of any of our picks, comes in with a solid yeah. fifth place finish. So, um, nice. congrats on that. Um, yeah. Tom Boonin did not finish on the race, of course, being the, uh, the the big news. And then we get into one of the our favorite races here. Um, that was today, Kern Brussels Kern. Um... <laughs> The legendary race of um, Kern-Brussel-Kern, if you put it into Google Translate, it just um, says Hinkapi, George Hinkappy. Um It's uh, pretty exciting since he <laughs> took the win. And the winner gets a donkey, yep. and that is what they're racing for. So, of course, the surprise donkey, if you've seen the picture of it, went to the, the, the soon-to-be legend world champion, Peter Sagan, over Jasper Stiven and Luke Rowe, including Tis Banut, and Matteo Trenton. So, you know, the three of us, we each kind of picked one of these guys to uh, be close on the day. And Matteo Trenton was mentioned last week. We had mm-hmm. um, uh, Oscar Gatto, and then uh, my pick, Tiespanut. So, uh, you know, we're we're experts of the game. Mm, totally, but
2: we are totally experts.
1: Peter Sagan taking the victory today, yeah. and once again, it is pretty amazing to see a world champion cross the finish line first. Um, he just think of all the world champions.
2: He just like sat up. He that didn't was... even have to full sprint. He jumped him and then he kept looking back just being like, "Uh, oh, when can I just when can I just soft pedal this guys cuz I'm tired. It's been a long weekend, you know, crushing it 1 2 on the weekend."
1: Yeah. And then it... and then he wins and what does he do? Jumps gummy. on the jumps on the gummy bear bandwagon and just <laughs> takes the entire bag. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
0: was, a, that was ridiculous. <laughs> You pretty much pounded a good quarter pound of gummy bears, like, (laughs) directly after the finish line. Like, I'm so used to people, you know, the the sponsorship stuff, like, getting a can of Coke, you know, or whatever. And, like, I'm going to Disney World (laughs) or whatever. You know, like, this dude, this is part of it. This is, like, I'm on board. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm on board. Sign me up when he... When the email comes directly from Peter Sagan, that's like join this, uh, f- you know, secret society I've created. The the entry fee is you know a hundred thousand dollars in your firstborn. I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, send me the contract. I need to be <laughs> part of this. stiff price, firstborn. Yeah, well, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes,
1: Sorry, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: I. I know our listeners can't see, but you know we do have Tom Boone and Tom Boone and Alan uh, on the call today. Perhaps he perhaps to be heard in the background.
2: <laughs> any minute now, he could uh, really just jump in with a uh, really
0: some commentary, interesting
2: <laughs> bit of commentary. Uh-huh. So uh, he's pretty angry about cycling. So get ready for a real hot take at any minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes, that would be great. And Kern-Brussels-Kern, so which one do you guys like better? Do you like Umloop just because it's a little uh, more classic-y, or is it just kind of...
2: I like Umloop better, personally. And yeah, how do you, uh,
0: I like how do I you... like Umloop better, too, I think, but I, I I know it's because I'm more familiar with that race. Like, I know the climbs better, I know how the finish goes, you know, like... Uh, Kern-Brussels-Kern, though, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit the same. Is of... there
1: is there a know. race you're most excited for in the classic season? Like, we, I guess we, like obviously every, classics are coming, but yeah. Is there like something that you're just like, you know, <sighs> that's, that's the race. Is it Fleshful alone Is should it rank bait? them? Yeah. Oh, no,
2: because Let's... every week I tell Caitlin that this <laughs> is the most exciting week. Every week I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Strada Bianca. It's Strada Bianca next week. And then the weekend after this week, is there a race? And I'll be like, yeah, Torino's on Torino's on. Oh my God. Oh my God. And oh, then, Torino. On come Torino. on. You but Milan in
0: Remo and then Flanders and Peru Bay and then the uh, the Ardennes Classics. Liège. What about Strada
1: Strada Beyond? Yeah, next weekend. Uh, I right?
0: don't know if I consider that one of the the big five though.
1: I think it's there, man. I yeah, think it's it's got to be that that finishing climb into the town. Like I don't think it's there's good. a. I don't yeah. think there's a better finish in cycling than that. Like for a one day race, it's better than the Velodrome in Peyroux uh, Bay. Well, it's, yeah, it's that's that's a. Ooh, it's bold it's there yeah. it's,
2: i think the i think you're right though tim the the quality of the course one the beauty of the course is watching on tv and then let's just we just look at the past winners and all and all the people who've been up yeah. there the last few years obviously the best writers care about it
0: yeah and, you know, i mean it's yeah. solid yeah ever since Cadell won i know you've been a big fan did Adele win it?
2: <laughs> I was gonna say since Thomas Lindquist, <laughs> Lundquist or whatever won, All right. or uh,
1: Aglinsky. Um, didn't Aglinsky so, win that shit? You could do like a, you could do like kind of a, a right. So um, here, a face-off it, if you it, would, ooh, right? That could like work. A, well, like you could do like, okay, what what would you rather, Umloop or Strada Bianca?
0: Well, that's easy. Ah, oh, that's tough. No, that's hard. No, that's, what do you say, Spencer? What Strada? Strada Bianca. See,
2: I think I think that's tough because I think. Umloop is so exciting because it's the first, but I like watching Strata more, I think. Actually. I think these the...
0: are I think these are all semi classics though. I, I wanna rank the big ones. I wanna I wanna go straight for the for I, the
1: I th- okay, but I think you gotta put Strata Bianca uh, as close to a major classic as there is. Umloop semi classic.
0: It's, it's not Milan Sanremo. Remo. It's not Flanders, it's not Paris-Roubaix. it's not Liege. It could what be about... Fletch. We could bump Fletch. I'd be okay, okay with that. What
1: about... Well, you gotta... Okay. Then you gotta also put Ghent in there, and you have to put um, Amstel Gold. Those are, like, the big okay. ones. Okay. All right. But okay. Amstel
2: Gold, they changed the finish this year. We might have to downgrade it after whatever. All right. They so, of the Ardanes,
1: La Flesche, Wallonne, Liege, Bastogne, Liege, or Amstel Gold, you can only watch one. You're on your deathbed. Which one do you watch? Liege. No, I, you gotta watch Flesh. I watch oh. Liege. You gotta watch flesh—they go up the mirror.
0: Yeah, but that's it. Nothing yeah, else happens. Well, no, they're—they're they're messing with all their finishes though, because they're changing the finish of all these things, aren't they? Uh, I just
2: heard the Amstel that they took out the what? Is, I don't remember the name of the No, I, anyway, they stopped they watching,
1: it. I stopped watching Liège Bastogne Liège after 2003 <laughs> when Tyler won. Yeah, oh. okay, that's a, I that yeah. you're, the year you're the Schlecks screwed it. That's when I stopped right. watching Paris Roubaix, Ghent. Or Flanders?
0: This is where I have a big this, problem. Because this, I always think it's Flanders. Every year I'm like, Flanders is so good because it has the cobbles, but it has climbs. And everybody, like the big guns are going for it. And I think, I, every year I convince myself, it is the king. Like it's the best. It's always the be- And then a week later, Roubaix happens and it blows it out of the water. Yeah. And so even though, Every fiber of me thinks Flanders is a better race. I have to say Roubaix.
1: What do you think, little guy? What do you rather watch, Flanders or Roubaix?
0: You know, I think
2: I think if it was the old Flanders course that went up past the chapel or whatever the hell it was, yeah. um, it had those those last two finishing climbs, I would say Flanders, but I'd say Roubaix now cuz I think they've okay. they've kind of messed I don't I don't really like the current
1: way All right, So run in
2: Flanders as much.
1: Yeah, I, I, will go with that. I'll go with I'll go with Paris Roubaix. You guys convinced me. I, th- I think Roubaix is still like a magical thing, especially when they go into the forest. And th- that's definitely one that I'll skip a ride on the weekend to watch the Paris Roubaix. Yeah. The problem,
0: um, the the big problem with Roubaix is that they the live coverage usually starts like right when they get to the forest. Yeah. Like yeah, you, you gotta, gotta be you, up early you and you gotta, you've gotta, gotta, gotta point, see yeah. that. Cause that's where like the first that's where the first chunk of uh, stuff hits the fan, and if you miss that, you you know it's it sucks. You've but then there's got, nothing like, for like thirty k. There's nothing after that, and you know it sort of sorts out.
1: And well, there's get... also the whole like train thing that can happen at Roubaix, <laughs> which makes it exciting. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess. So. And then how does Milan and Remo, uh fit into this for you guys versus like Roubaix and Liège?
0: I mean, the Cabo uh, Classics
1: are by far better, because it's Roubaix, Flanders, and then maybe I, Milan San Remo on the podium.
0: I do love Milan yeah, San Remo. That might I be really right. do. You might be right. Oh, but I, hey, hey.
1: Ella El, El likes Milan San Remo. I, well, I hope he does, because
2: we're not far away from watching it, you know. But he liked the U-Loop. He didn't really watch Kern with
1: me. So, now the final question, guys. Okay, so you got Flanders, Paris-Roubaix, or Tour of California. Which one are you going to be
2: watching? <laughs> oh, man. Spencer, you want to take this? I don't, I don't know. It's t- i got to think about it.
0: Well, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't even know what the choices were because I stopped paying attention to Tim after he said Tour California. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, hey. Because that, that one's going to beat everything, really. I mean, especially after Sagan won a couple years ago. That was just yeah. unbelievable. So. Well, it's hey, the only um, thing to
2: watch in February.
0: It's been, it hasn't been in February. It's since. still in February, right? 2007 <laughs> I, or something. What? Oh shit! <laughs> you mean, I haven't missed it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to give a uh, I want to give a shout out to American future American uh, cobbled classic champion Logan Owen. Took a pretty big win, uh, stage win, still for his Axon Hagens Bergman team at the Volta ao Alentejo. In um You should just say in, in Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let's try that again. Hey, congratulations, Logan Owen, for taking a win at um a race in Portugal. Yeah. And uh seems like a pretty big win, and I'm pretty well, sure this, it's this is the be, same it's... race that uh legendary uh podcast uh guest Dan Craven is also at. I was so. gonna say.
0: Makes the um, win that much sweeter knowing you beat a guy uh with a beard as nice as Dan's.
1: Yeah, so congrats, and you know it's pretty cool to see Logan Owen doing well, especially since he didn't get that uh, ride. And last week we were talking about Cannondale and like Vodders. It's like Vodders, man. You have this guy, Logan Owen. Give him, give the man a contract. He's got like actual pedigree here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. I'm hearing
0: a lot of complaints about this right now, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: I. He's,
2: uh,
0: he's got some feelings about Cannondale. We've talked about it. <laughs> So, <laughs> just filled his shorts with complaints about Cannondale.
2: <laughs> oh, ow.
0: So,
1: um, we mentioned uh, Rube earlier. I'd like to give a shout out to Ruby Rube on Twitter, who created the Mister Sunshine business card that is blown up on the internet. Yeah. So, little little guys, Mister Sunshine.
2: Where did he get that picture from? I don't know. <laughs> Whoa, it's, okay. it's we'll some sort of it out, uh, dude.
0: Man. It's some sort of promotional thing for Bora. I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh. Wait,
2: just... He literally did just soil himself on that one. Um, is Bora... <laughs> hey, get feel it. Uh, so I thought... Okay, whatever. I know what they make. That makes sense. I kind of get it now. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Bora.
0: Anyway, Mr. Sunshine is in business. Yeah. You know he'll, trade, he'll trade fish for your shitty bike anytime... <laughs> That's right.
1: That was the best part, and it, it's mm-hmm. Mr. Sunshine at AOL dot com too. If you're looking for the, the email email address, that was I'm, brilliant. I'm Man, I curious. hope he actually
2: actually made that email address for me.
0: Yeah, That'd be great. I'm wondering if that actually goes somewhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we might have to try it. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Jim Norvold. hit us up on uh, email. Hit us up at the Slow Ride podcast at gmail.com to let us know his uh, thoughts he said hey guys so i'm sitting at my computer or i'm I'm sitting in commuter gridlock this afternoon and spencer says so a fresh nine inch male is better than a tired lance and i just couldn't stop laughing while tim just kept on going gutter humor but great joke that made my day and you know spencer i was kind of waiting when we were talking about the nine inch male team and, and you slid that one in there um so well done when we were talking about the uh, 24 hours of Old Pueblo, um, yeah, and the, the only mountain bike news we are going to cover all year, <laughs> oh whatever,
2: we're old X ex, Pro news when Leadville comes around. Come on, Levi, oh, yeah, Levi. Levi,
1: Levi.
0: I think that's a gravel race, not a mountain bike race.
1: We got a good. Uh, we got another good. <laughs> that's a, that's a gravel race. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You know, yep. it's a, Controversial. They can call it a mountain bike race all they want, but mm-hmm. uh there's mm-hmm. definitely kind of grinding going on. Got a nice email from uh, Wide Angle Podium uh, supporter Phil Lavoy. He says, "Hey guys, uh, this is kind of an in-depth question, but I think it adds some uh, some good um, uh, good thoughts here. With the top brass of Volkswagen being either being indicted or going to jail, and combined with the massive fines and the environmental emissions fraud, aka results doping for Dieselgate, I would like to get <laughs> your guys' take." I'm seeing um, a lot of our anti-doping environmental carrying USA cycling, USA cycling brethren pushing the support of Volkswagen sponsorship that was set up all over the nationals locations and still continues with Derek Bruchard Hall's endorsement on Twitter. And then Derek Bruchard Hall just bought a VW all track. So he says, we take a lot of, damn. we talk a lot about honesty in our sport from small yeah. things like tire width to motors and performance enhancers. And also a hint of caring about the environment and locations where we train and race, but it seems like we're pretty cool with getting money and support from a company that clearly wasn't aligned with that, and it seems hypocritical. But maybe I'm seeing this wrong.
0: No, you're probably seeing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the money's got to come from somewhere, I guess, right? And uh,
2: uh that's why I've parked both my old Volkswagens in the driveway for the winter and got a Subaru uh, for the winter sponsored by Japanese nostalgia com, Uh, because, uh, super, you can't say anything bad about it. I think it's this, it's the second, probably most populated car at a bike race. So I'm just moving over there. I'm sure they've never done anything <laughs> wrong.
1: Well, Saturn at one time was up there. Uh, as you guys know, I bought a Saturn wagon yep, um, yep. and they were, they were a great company. Uh, totally. GM's <laughs> never done anything bad. No. And so now I have a Volkswagen. Um, I have a TDI wagon that I have not turned in yet because I don't want to see that mileage totally drop when I do go <laughs> in and get the uh, the diesel fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make me a bad person? Probably. Yeah, probably.
2: What have they? Do they offer you something?
1: Like, yeah, they, they, offer offer you buy you some they offer you some cash. Buyback? They uh, they offer you a buyback. You can get like you can trade it in for a new car. Well, but, so
0: wait. Man. So what <laughs> I'm hearing is little guy has two VWs. One, yeah. one of which was formerly my VW. Uh, yeah. Timmy currently has a VW, and I yes. currently just bought a VW. So, yeah. So does you, the but you just bought one. So, work?
1: what do you think? Well, you well, know, Phil Lavoy does say here. Sorry, Spencer. I think you picked a one up too. So, yes, all three of us are.
0: I, I can answer little guy's question. What do I think? As being the most recent purchaser, I bought mine in in like September or something. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm feeling a little cheated you guys like honestly to my core because i bought the golf wagon in 2016 and they came out with the all-wheel drive version for 2017 <laughs> and
2: cheated.
0: <laughs> it's it just feels like you know they could have told me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i would have been very excited about um,
2: that yeah totally <laughs> i think i'm i think i'm most morally off the hook because my newest volkswagen is from like April '91, I think was when it was manufactured. <laughs> yeah. My second oldest was like March '91, so like, you guys got more to answer for than me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But so mine's I... not diesel, so I'm I'm in the clear. Can All I right, just say so what mine?
1: My... You're a monster. That's Can what figured out. My here. problem is, is that there isn't so monster? any. Yeah, there's that. I'm a big station wagon fan and the only reason I really like station wagons is because it's the car of the um, caravan, right? That's why I got a Saturn wagon and then now all of a sudden what am I and I'm not a rock racing guy I'm not going to be getting the Cadillac Escalade to ride in the caravan And then I'm not going to be one of those uh, teams that shows up to the Nature Valley Grand Prix That would always get like the VW Beetle convertible with just one bike stuck in the back and then hopefully it would work So what what wagons are actually out there that you can buy? Well, I can't afford a Mercedes E Class, uh, mm-hmm. the estate wagon, right? No, you Vokes, can't. Volvo's coming out with the new like that's yeah. barely any E90 cheaper. You whatever, cannot I can't afford, afford that. that. Either. Yeah. So no. you get your Audi. That's no, you, you can't, you're afford, not that. Afford, can't that. afford that. Can't afford that. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, what do I get? And you're Subaru. like, Volkswagen's like, hey guys, I'm over here. But even the Subaru. Subarus, though, even though Subarus aren't station wagons, those are they like, make station uh, wagons. They call it a station wagon. It looks like a crossover at this point. Yeah, it's all I know. It's up.
2: true. It's getting all jacked up and big and tall. I agree. I agree. A true station wagon is harder and harder to find.
1: Whatever happened to the good old-fashioned Ford Focus station wagon or the Toyota Tercel wagon? Those things were great.
0: Yeah. Or the I mean, a Caprice Classic wagon? Ooh.
1: Oh, beautiful. <laughs> well, so big. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> Phil, we'd like to thank you for your question. You guys can always email us at the Ride Podcast at gmail.com. If you have your own questions... Or if you need your own car advice, or if you want to call us out about how we're horrible individuals for riding bikes and everything else we do, but you know oh. what? We still support USA Cycling and their sponsors.
0: I, you know, honestly, like I, I, I'm just happy they're being able to put on nationals and stuff. I, yeah, I mean, unless it's like Exxon Mobil or like I don't know, Amgen sponsoring bike races. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amgen, Amgen's whatever. That's that's uh, good. You know, I, it's tough. You you want to, uh, I don't know. You want to do everything right by the world, but we're all riding around on carbon bikes made in China. Man. Wait, what? Wait, what? You yeah, what you mean? Like, wait, wait,
2: wait. Let me look. Let me look at my bikes real quick. Nope.
0: Did you sell that Ridley? <laughs>
2: I did sell that Ridley. Okay. Ooh, wait. <laughs> that was to supposedly well, that then. had a sticker that said it was made in Belgium.
0: <laughs> uh, shit! They are actually made in Belgium. <laughs>
1: I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride podcast. Ah, there you go. I thought I was I was already attacking. And guys, I know you know that I love preams. I'm always off the front whenever it's preem time. And the reason why is then I have a valid excuse for when I stop halfway through the race because mm-hmm. I blew myself up trying to get that preem. Yeah. What are we uh, right. racing for this week, Spencer?
0: Well, this week as always, we're being presented by healthiq.com slowride slow ride where you can go to check out some great options for life insurance. Health IQ is, what they're doing is, I'm sure you've heard us say this before, but it's true. They're giving people great rates on life insurance because you're leading a healthy lifestyle. Two plus two equals four, you guys. Like, you, you work Whoa. out. You take care of yourself. You're probably not going to die as soon as, you know, some of these other people. So they get you better rates. It just makes sense. Why are you paying more? I don't know. Go to com slash slow ride. It supports us. It supports yourself. It saves you a little money. Do you like money? You buy more carbon bike stuff from China.
1: Yeah. I get one I mean, of them are you wagons. a salesman? That was smoking pitch. Spencer, thanks a lot for that. Slow Ride Pod, HealthIQ.com <laughs> slash Slow Ride, and that will yeah, uh, take you go. right where you need to be. And I would like to thank all the Wide Angle Podium Network subscribers and listeners that have come along. Go to WideAnglePodium.com. Mm-hmm. You can sign up to become a supporting member. We have a great family of podcasts up there. Uh, Crosshairs Radio <laughs> just did their uh, awards special, which was fantastic. Yeah. And we also have um, the Dirt Field recordings which is uh blowing up all over the place, Crusher honest eggs. bicycle program, consummate athlete, kids don't follow. And, um, the Meyerson line. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about go. that one. Yeah, I thought Uh-oh. there was one coming. There you should yeah. forget and, about uh, that one. Take a minute, <laughs> huh? Yeah. So um, go to dot com to find out more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our, our supporters are great. Uh, we heard from emails from two different, uh, supporters earlier in the episode. So, that's always great. That engagement is awesome. Uh, it's great to know that listeners are uh, are appreciative of of what we're doing, and that's one little way that you can do that and support everybody else as well. Um, actually, you know, it's to that point, like um, I saw some of the, uh, uh, the local junior team out riding uh, this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I know that they are all listeners of the show and uh There some of their some of their folks are supporters of the show and that's great. And and the message is getting through you guys because there there must have been, I don't know, ten or twelve of them on this ride. I got a lot of waves. I got a lot of waves. I got some shouts. I got a lot of waves and a lot of positivity out there in the world. So we're doing good work. Yeah, making a difference. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely not through our riding skills that we're making a difference. So, yeah, just continue to wave. It's a very simple process. I was on a nice ride today and – well, yesterday, sorry. And we – the A and B groups, they go out on a little loop and they come back on the same two-lane road. So, like, the A group is going the opposite direction from the B group. Okay. And there's probably 50 people in the A group. Granted, I was kind of towards the back. But there's some video out there circulating that a gentleman from the B group took while the A group went past. Not one wave until all of a sudden you come to Tim in the back with a nice little wave to all of the uh, fellow riders. And there just needs to be a little bit more of that love out there. So it's okay. You don't need to wave at every single person, but, you know, at least there's a little a general bit of a
0: wave yeah, to the group. Yeah, like, were, you acknowledge. Waving, were you
2: waving sort of like was your wave saying, like, maybe next week I'll be on your guys' ride?
1: No, my wave was like, can one of you, can like five or six of you now turn around so I have people to ride with for when I get dropped?
0: <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. less of a wave and more of the little roundabout signal, like, yeah. I'm going to turn around and try to catch up to you
2: guys. It was <laughs> a signal. You yelled broccoli at the same time, I'm assuming, too.
1: Right? I got a flat tire. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. All right.
2: Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike
1: Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh? Okay, we're back. And, um, hey, we we ask for this all the time. Um, We always ask for you to go on iTunes and give us a review, because we love reading reviews. And there's a lot of people that give us reviews, and thank you. Three five-star reviews came in this week. First one we got to give a shout out is to DG After Dark, wide angle podium network subscriber and a longtime listener of the show um, chimes in on the Twitter sphere every now and then. And he says, "Hey, I love you guys. Stop whining about disc breaks, but yes. I still love you." Could we? We didn't talk about so- the the incident of the disc breaks that blew up earlier in the week.
2: No, we haven't talked about that. Has it been proven or un- disproven at this point? I think it's I been
1: disproven. I've heard it's been disproven. Proven? Oh, well done, little guy. Well done.
0: He's Thank a you. dad now. This is what terrible. How's a what? solid dad joke? That, you, that's you a really good dad it.
1: joke. Yeah. Um, Tom Boone and Tom Boone totally agrees. What do you guys think? Disc brakes? Are they gonna finally be allowed? Or I mean, I know they're kind of allowed. Why don't they just put covers on the disc brakes and just solve this entire problem? I don't know. I don't Do I know either. I uh, are you guys nervous riding with disc brakes around? Like when you when you're in a group ride? Ra- well, I know the little guy and I are the only ones that ride with groups, but are I don't you, ride um, with groups. Okay, well, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, Spencer's gonna be riding with groups soon. Are you nervous to be riding with people that have disc brakes on their road bikes?
2: Uh, no, because like they're. How are those discs gonna catch up to me? I don't get it, like how they're going to get up to me, like they're going to crash and fly forwards and attack me. Not, I'm not really nervous about it, but um, I can see how in a mass pileup, I can see how, like, at at Umloop, you know, uh, heated rotors didn't need to be added to that pileup of 50 dudes. So.
0: Well, yeah, there was a there was the Wanted group guys basically ended up sitting on the front wheel of the FDJ guy's bike, you know, like, yeah. it could have been... He could have had an extra crack.
1: It could have been a hot... Yeah, a hot disc.
0: I <laughs> just don't see the point.
2: We've seen races where people have disc brakes that crash just as freaking much.
1: What yeah. about just having disc brakes for mountain descents? And then they can switch out their bike. So, like, when they switch out their motored bike and yeah. they're at the top of the mountain, they can uh-huh. have disc brakes to go down.
2: Huh? Yeah, logistically, I think Contador would be good at that. But other than that, I, I think... I don't know. It's just... Everybody should just have crappy breaks. It makes it more exciting.
0: They might as well... Why, why don't they just make every stage finish a uh, mountaintop finish then? And then you wouldn't have to go down the mountain, and that would just solve all the problems. Yeah. Man,
1: and they could take their like helmets like off. That would be. ultimate race. Oh. I, mean, oh, the, I wish that they would bring that rule back. I, that I, I was wish, so good. I wish upon wishes that the UCI would see the light of day and take away the requirement to wear a helmet on mountaintop finishes oh. because... There's nothing better when the scramble at the foot of the climb and people would put their helmets into their non-team car. Like, oh, postal team car, right? Yeah. Like, here it is. Like, yeah, we're all just, just going to live yeah. it all out.
2: That would... I mean, some riders, it didn't really matter. Lance took off his helmet. It wasn't very exciting. But when Palazzotti took off his helmet, a yeah. cascade of beautiful blonde curls came out, and you immediately rooted for him. And he got, like, a little, like,
1: one it's only like a watt or two but it was a watt boost there's not just that it's when the guys have the nice cycling cap on right with yeah. the gla- with the glasses over it like that's the quintessential pro look so mountaintop finishes bring back the non-helmet that would be great um sadly uh, J- jfg jr Hits us up on the iTunes reviews with a five-star and says, Sadly, my life is reduced to checking daily for your podcast on iTunes. I'm ashamed to admit, but I've listened to all of your podcasts. Oh, man. I am especially drawn to your massacre of the Euro pro names. Truly awesome stuff. Hoping 2017 will bring gorgeous George to the table. Keep up the good work, fellas. Well, thank you. And we (laughs) apologize in advance that you've gone all the way back to listen to the podcast. podcasts that yeah. that's
0: there's there's yeah you gotta fight, so you gotta fight through there. some stuff yeah. yeah i mean you know there's good and there's bad but yeah it may not yeah. be worth it
1: i don't know if that's worth five stars right like i mean if i listen to all of them i'd be like mm, like three
0: <laughs> yeah okay. well, i mean thank you i mean yeah no I it's awesome i, I think you've shown it. solid improvement
1: great. and then uh For what me, writes us, careful, they bite. Five stars. These guys are great, especially the fat one.
0: That's (laughs) you, Tim.
1: Who is that? (laughs) It's definitely Uh... you. (laughs) well we've been Uh... described as like the... why do you got to say that so serious? Like, I mean,
0: I I think I'm looking okay. There's the little guy, and he's obviously the little one, and I'm obviously the sexy one, so then that (laughs) just leaves the fat one. Like... It's the brainiac
1: okay that works too, and uh we got a lot of feedback last um last few episodes on um the uh the eBay segment that you guys did mm-hmm. right and on the um uh what what's on your watch list on ebay yeah so do you guys have are you guys watching anything lately on ebay 'cause i I'm ready to play this game i have um some things on my watch list oh. i have
2: yeah what do you got what do you got i got a couple i got one for me one for spencer but
0: um um, i want to follow up actually quick before before we get into this because i am i'm nervous about tim's what tim's watching so i want to give him time to like delete a few things off of his watch list just to uh just to uh you know it's save himself It's
2: some u like, s postal black socks or something,
0: yeah, probably, <laughs> but I want to follow up uh to our, our our previous segment where we talked about I talked about wanting to find a Kieran Jersey, and I was mm-hmm. looking specifically for the number nine, the purple one uh with the matching helmet cover and everything. we got tagged on instagram uh by l Hughes jr uh whose cycling team they all got. Kieran racing jerseys and helmet covers, four different ones in four different colors, and there's a photo of them all at the coffee shop mid ride, hanging out in awesome Kieran jerseys. It's an incredible photo. I gotta say, Ah, that's pretty cool. Big shout outs for that. There's yellow number five with the with the matching helmet, the white number one, the blue number four, and my personal favorite of the bunch. The green number
2: six. Isn't yellow number five an actual food food additive? <laughs> That's really funny that yellow is five. Um it's like it's the shorts say mellow yellow around the down the side or something. Magic.
0: Uh I can't see the shorts <laughs> in this photo, but uh, you know, it's 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 pretty epic. So we gotta say a shout out to uh to them for pulling that off. Velo Science Racing team, it says here. So uh, okay awesome That's cool awesome stuff appreciate it let me know when you find that number nine i'll come on the ride and we will add to this photo
2: where do they live how far are you gonna have to travel for this ride
0: it doesn't matter okay timmy yeah what are
1: you what are you watching timmy let's see what, what, what are two, you watching I've on got, ebay i've got two items on my watch list right okay not as good as the kieran uh the kieran jersey spencer you brought it up greatest uh instagram tag that uh, i think you've ever been involved with the fact that they were sitting around watching like drinking the coffee, looking great, was fantastic. Oh, it's incredible. I've got two things and I made and actually I um I followed through on one of these items and I did Whoa. uh I did pull the trigger. Um I did not win the um the bid but it it kind of went back up so for $26, Spencer, I got a nice pair of um CCM hockey gloves. That was fantastic. I really needed those. Okay. And so great. Yeah reactivated the account up. with some hockey gloves. Okay. And then uh I am currently watching right now a um I, w- I was thinking about it last week when we were talking about the podcast, a Garmin uh a Garmin Sharp kit with the uh the Argyle. Ah, oh, kind a medium. Interesting. It's the blue. It's so the a little, blo- a it's little the blue Tyler Farrar
0: throwback,
1: huh? Yeah, like that's what I'm I don't think I'm going to make uh, an offer on it. It's a little bit uh it's, heard they want thirty seven dollars and I still can't find myself just the big E's on the shoulder always threw me off on this kit with the uh, Cervellos, the cervello mm-hmm. ease so it kind of bugged me but it's the last time that a Vaters team had Argyle that looked good before they really started dumbing it down it doesn't have the orange on there it's just the blue now, pattern but. Oh, is this a,
0: okay is this the Jersey and bibs, or just nope, a jersey? just a jersey.
1: Just the medium. Okay. Like, it's almost like you get the jersey to hang on the wall. It's not like a... Uh... <laughs> so, I, okay. I like so that. I, framed? Uh... I don't know if I'll frame it, but it's just... There's something about the Argyle that just... it's It spoke to me a little bit when we were talking about it last week. So I'm just yeah. kind of taking a look at it. I want to see if it maybe gets a little, you know... Maybe I'll get up some courage and give them the best offer. You know, I'm not going to pay $37 for it, um, okay. but it's there. You got,
0: you got free shipping on there, bad boy, or what?
1: I uh, know there's not uh, free shipping. That's yeah, the
0: move along, move along.
1: <laughs> what do you got? What, what do you got on there, Spencer?
0: Uh, I got a lot of the same stuff I was watching before <laughs> because that's just how eBay is. Slowly working on it. Uh, I'm trying to I'm scrolling through here to see if I've got anything interesting. You know, this is I'm watching because I'm curious if anybody will pay this much money for this item because it is probably priced at about 3 times what it's worth. Um <laughs> uh, but I have always wanted uh one of the uh, single speed mountain bikes that Bianchi produced. Through like uh, the yeah.
1: early two thousands. So like the pus, the the Gus, the the Bass. Which one was it?
0: This is this one I'm watching is the pus, which is the one I would probably uh, want the most. Uh, the pink one. Fifteen
1: hundred um, bucks.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Holy shit! Are you serious? With twenty seven yeah. five? Oh, dude. oh my god. Yeah. That's so yeah, money. it doesn't. Money. It doesn't make any sense. Like usually when you fives? see them, they go for about $600 700 bucks or so. Yeah, and this guy stuffed 27 5-inch wheels in there. It's a 26-inch frame, but I guess it nah.
1: works. Yeah, that's a
0: I'm watching it out of out of I'm I'm going to watch it out of spite. But, and he's yeah. charging
1: 120 bucks on shipping, so I mean, ooh. professionally packed.
0: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, any, I uh... I do
0: keep an eye out for all those. I got to I got to watch uh, a, f- a follow alert for uh, any single speed Bianchi mountain bikes that pop up, so I haven't bought any, but I always God. know when they're there. <laughs> Just knowing. I, I'm not sure mountain. why I want one either. Like, I can't answer that question. It's not yeah. useful. I have a much better mountain bike. <laughs> I don't know. But I kind of want
1: it. And what do you uh, what do you got on there, little guy? Anything cool and exciting as of late?
2: I am watching a pair of uh, McMahon Steely Dan's cranks. Um, these are some nice vintage mountain bike cranks. You guys have probably never seen these. They're red. Uh, with a black spider. They're, they're like steel chromoly. Uh, they're pretty awesome. These are also pretty great because they've got... Uh, it's a triple, of course. It's got a kooka ring, and it's got two real rings on it. Oh, They're pretty sweet. But here's the nice thing, and I'm, and I'm blowing this one right now. And these probably won't fly under the radar because people want these things bad. But they, this one's nice. It's still got six days, but the person started the bidding actually at a dollar. So there's a chance that these could go for less than, you know, like a buck fifty or something crazy, uh, for a goofball old old school pair of cranks. Um, so I'm gonna watch that. I don't right. need them in any sense of the word, but God, they're cool. What I'm really uh, watching what? for you, Spencer, oh, is there's um oh. it's too big for me. I gotta find it just so I make sure I get the um. The wording right. It's a Samson frame. Okay. Yeah, it's, just yeah, yeah. Sam, it's just listed Samson titanium road frame. It's a 56.
0: Okay. Um, yep.
2: It's blue and chrome, and it comes with a Dura-Ace crank set. And it's only 300 bucks. Huh. I think you should pull the trigger so, on this form, just, just so I can because, kind of look through you.
0: Yeah, just because you're a dad, <laughs> is that why you're thinking I want a titanium bike now? Well it's too are you just, it's
2: a little too big for me so
0: are you just drawn to titanium bikes is that I'm always my... drawn to
2: titanium bikes tim tim understands well, what i'm really drawn to is Samson. <laughs> i so obviously this showing my true colors here vintage crank sets um, <laughs> is that i i often do a search for samson cranks and the only pair of samson cranks i right now are one they're 177 bucks and two they're black Boo. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um but I'm always <laughs> looking for Samson cranks. It's always one of my my vintage crank uh searches. So uh okay. that's how I came across that. And then my the dad in me uh <laughs> couldn't resist clicking.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll check that one out. I it's uh I second, appreciate. I mean,
2: you need, it's arrow too. It's arrow like the down tubes all arrow and stuff. Ooh. Can
1: I can I say since listening to that episode with you guys with the um the eBay thing I've actually started now going to eBay more than I have in the <laughs> last like 5 years. Like now it's it's kind of become a little addicting from just a man there's a lot of stuff like you just type in Klein bikes and mm-hmm. man oh, you can have God. a good time of just uh, they're way overpriced. Um, yeah they
2: they are way too much money on eBay right now. It's the market on eBay for Kleins is I think we phenomenal. we
0: might have blown that up. We might have yeah. artificially inflated <laughs> some of those prices
2: well, it's weird you know it is weird the things that you can find on craigslist locally yeah uh, well, sometimes for almost nothing flying under the radar and the same things will be crazy on ebay and then vice versa though you'll find there's a few things that are just cheap as could be on ebay you know mm-hmm. um,
0: and that's uh, you know with great power guys comes great responsibility we can't just be Flinging around the, you know, Klein all willy nilly and, you know, driving up the stock price. We could get, we could get caught by the FEC for like insider trading and stuff. (laughs) Like this could be, you know, there's ramifications.
2: If all we talk about on here is, um, oh, Klein bikes are
0: great, Kleins are great, and then all of a sudden, little guy's trying to sell his Klein. Like that's not a good look. We gotta be careful.
2: I'm gonna say I gotta I gotta post a few things on eBay maybe in the coming week I've got some uh I got some breaks and stuff to sell and maybe uh-huh. one of you could you know uh rep it for me on the next podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tim, I know you've been looking for some uh Suntour Cyclone breaks uh that are missing a few parts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah, we'll just talk about that uh, off air here, little guy. We'll we'll work that out for you. No,
1: uh, okay. We'll do that. Well, uh, and uh, little guy, why don't you bring us home with your little uh, non-Greenway bike riding story that you had, uh, you know? Right. Were yeah, you riding a, on the sidewalk? No, oh, it's
2: not a sidewalk. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, ride on see? the sidewalk, dude.
1: Tom okay. Boonin likes my
2: jokes. Oh, man. So you might have just pissed him <laughs> off.
0: sounds really happy about it. <laughs> All right, wait. I'm going to try
2: to bounce it out. Bounce it out. Bounce it out. Bounce it out. Nope. We're doing the pass off.
0: Hold on. Slow Ride Podcast. Matthew Brasho, uh, Tinkoff Saxon. I'm
1: Lauren Stevens, and I'm
0: here at the World Championships Road Race. This is Lynn from Podium Insight. It's Rasan Bahati. I'm Alex and um, Normally, I'm racing for Movie Star. Here, I'm racing for Team GB.
1: You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. What do you what do you peg me in as? Like what I need to buy? I'm like. I'm thinking, like, a single-speed mountain bike, town bike might be my next purchase. And that's why I was looking at Klein's or something, like, you can roll around, roll up to like the bar. Like a bar, like a bar bike? Like, yeah. Or, like, even... No, not even I, a road bike, but, like, that Bianchi uh, Puss you've been looking at, right? Like, something <sighs> something along those routes, but, like, you set it up as, like, an old surly one-by-one kind of thing. Um,
0: I always uh, thought that those
1: were pretty cool bikes, like, just a 26-inch single-speed mountain bike to roll around town.
0: Yeah, I mean, that... That's a fine thing to ride around town. Um, I built up a single speed cross bike for that very reason. Um, with a, like a front rack, like the Paul front rack and flat bars and, you know, all that jazz. And, and it's great for going to the coffee shop or something. But uh, it's heavy as hell and it's uh, a single speed. So it's not great for riding very far. So I don't use it to commute to work or anything like I kind of had in my mind. to. That was the purpose. <laughs> so... You know, it's a double-edged sword a little bit. Like, you you end up getting a cheap bike and putting it together to, like, ride around town, and then it's just not very nice. So you don't ride (laughs) it very much. And so then you make it nicer, or you buy a nicer one, and then it's nice enough that you're, like, happy riding it. Like, the bike snob in you is appeased, and all of a sudden you can't leave it locked outside the bar anymore. It's terrible.
1: It's a little guy. You're out on your bike ride the other day riding this rock okay. sidewalk
2: all right I'm not on this sidewalk, man, you really pissed Eller off with that um <laughs> I was on the- I was in a bike lane I was on the bike lane on on uh Portland, and this minivan cruises by me, you know going thirty thirty five miles an hour It's got a big piece of sheet rock on the roof, like on the rack on the roof of this minivan, but they don't have it they don't have it like bungee down all over. They just have a bungee cord in the middle of this giant piece of sheetrock. So the front of it is flapping and bending up like those speedboats, you know, where the fronts always lift up and then they flip over at like a hundred miles an hour. Oh, and yeah. I'm and I'm looking at this piece of sheetrock as this car goes by and I'm like, that's gonna break off. Not two seconds later that piece of sheetrock shoots like three stories up into the air off the top of this car. I grab a bunch of brake. The car that just sped past me like hits their brakes and like veers off to the right in front of me and the sheetrock comes down and like explodes it could have killed somebody it was nuts i have never. i couldn't imagine i don't know how much a piece of sheetrock weighs but it's a lot that thing yeah they're not like literally went three stories up in the air from just the wind catching it just right and i was just like right as i had been like man we gotta watch out for that anyway i could have been killed uh somebody's car could have been destroyed and so it was the giant
1: piece of sheetrock, like well, the whole it, thing, the or whole like sheet. No, like a whole a sheet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a okay, big, okay. giant Sorry. piece. Um, That's ridiculous. That's scary. You
2: gotta, you gotta, you gotta bungee down the front. You can't let the air get under that thing. I mean, you guys have all seen. We've all seen mattresses on the tops of people's cars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're <laughs> flopping. You know, they're just like flipping around, and you're waiting for it just to fly off. Um, so the, this was kind of scary. Anyway, this happened like la- last week, like right after we did the podcast. I feel like the day after, I was like, "Oh,
0: I gotta tell these guys about this."
2: Anyway, that's, that's yeah, that's my
1: story. It was funny. Well,
0: I'm glad you didn't get plastered. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. I'd like to remind you to wave at all of your fellow cyclists that you see out there on the road, even if they're going the other direction. I'd like to thank BK One of Rhymesare's Entertainment for your intro and outro music. And most of all, I'd like to thank health IQ and the wide angle podium network subscribers. And yep. uh, check,
0: check that out. healthiq.com/slowride slash slow helps us out. Um, lets them you know out. that, uh, that our listeners are, uh, engaged and, uh, in clicking, clicking through for us. Uh, we get those clicks and that that's great. Yeah. yeah, and other than that, yeah, just uh, wave. Wave. Yeah, wave. Wave. And we bid, we bid you adieu. Wave.
1: Like
0: wave, the dude. juniors. The juniors wave. You can wave. Yeah. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumor. Straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com And on Twitter at The Slow Ride
2: Podcast
1: and i am pressing play awesome don't press record yeah record (laughs) <laughs> that, that definitely record.
2: I don't want to yes. just have like a whole episode where we don't have your vocals, but we just have like R. Kelly in the background or something.
1: Hey, I, I gotta admit. I can
0: hey. fly.